right, welcome to a special edition rec- uh, recording of a Black Shoe Diaries podcast. Today we're going to focus specifically on uh, recruiting, take a good look at the class of 2012, uh, maybe take a couple looks at some guys in the class of 2013, and we've got a couple guests to bring on, so uh, kind of keep an eye on the enemy, as they say, and uh, we'll get to them in a little bit. First, a quick rundown of our class. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably have a good idea of who we've got in the fold so far, but there are 18 with the recent news of Skylar Morningleg's decommitment and commitment to Florida. Um, We had an update a couple days ago that showed heading into this class, we had 65 scholarship players, which gave us an opening of 20 players with the additional plus three that the Big Ten allows. Um, with Morning Legs decommitment, we're down to 18. So we've got two to get to 85. Uh, how those are filled remains to be seen. We've got a couple offers out. Uh, we've got one guy on campus who I expect to be a commitment if and when he gets the, the offer. That's Pennsylvania defensive end Evan Schwan. The remaining we'll get to in a little bit, but uh, of the 18 we have now, looks pretty good. Uh, obviously looked a lot better before the whole scandal happened, but those that remain and those that have since been added um, fill a lot of the holes that we had uh, with Morning Wake's decommitment and Stephen Bench's commitment. We still have the one quarterback we were probably looking at. Um, other holes that were filled were the running back in Akeel Lynch. We definitely needed to fill that. We're a little light on offensive linemen. Only Anthony Stanko is in so far, but we do have some defensive linemen that could obviously make the swap. Other notables include uh, Eugene Lewis, a four-star from Pennsylvania at wide receiver. Uh, Jamil Pollard from New Jersey, uh, which is a nice thing to see since we haven't really been getting too many high-end New Jersey recruits in in recent years. Um, other notables, Naeem Wortman from Pennsylvania is a linebacker, and uh, the two Calvert Hall, Maryland kids that committed last week, Daquan Davis and Trevor Williams. All right, with that said, we're going to bring on a couple guests now to kind of get a, a rundown of how other schools are looking in the class of 2012 from the... Uh, incomparable Michigan blog, MGO blog. We have Asan Bender, who's taken over the recruiting beat since Tom left for ESPN, and he's been doing a great job with it. And from Eleven Warriors, the leading Ohio State blog online, we have Alex Gleitman, who's the, I guess, called the lead recruiting guy over there, but I know a lot of you guys handle the coverage, so it's, uh, it's a group effort, but we're glad to have you guys on, so welcome. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah, definitely. Great to be on. All right, so let's start with uh, Ace, because you guys, as funny as it sounds, are the only only team of our, our three that has the same head coach this signing day as you did last signing day. Um, yeah. So you guys Bizarre. came out of, the, uh, came out of the, the gate pretty hot, and it's been a pretty good class the entire time, so... Why don't you give us a quick rundown, uh, maybe a couple guys you guys like in the class, although I'm sure you like a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, Michigan's uh, currently sitting at 23 commitments right now, and they've got room to take uh, probably up to five more players 
Although with Josh Garnett committing to Stanford a couple of days ago, it looks like they'll probably come up one or two short of that. But uh, uh, I mean, it's a great class, and, and uh, I think the general consensus is that Michigan fans are really excited, especially in comparison to recruiting efforts under Rich Rodriguez. Uh, this class, at least in terms of star ratings, comes out a lot higher. So, uh, and they mainly focused on the trenches this year under Hoke. Um, we got a pretty strong offensive line class uh, headlined by uh, five-star Kyle Kalis, who, uh, as you guys are probably well aware, flipped over from Ohio State. And then on the defensive line, uh, Michigan's other five-star recruit, uh, Andre Pipkins, uh, out of Missouri, had a, had a fantastic performance in the Army All-American game. And then uh, they've also got a pretty strong uh, group of linebackers with uh, three four-star players, um, a couple of them from in-state. And one of them who I'm particularly excited about is James Ross uh, from Orchard Lake St. Mary's. I got to see him a couple times this past season, and uh, he looks like a pretty special player. And then so uh, Joe Bolden out of Cincinnati uh, had a great performance in the Under Armour game. So there's a, there's a lot to be excited about with this class for Michigan. Right. I was hoping you wouldn't have mentioned James Ross only because at the beginning of the class of 2012, I remember Penn State was pretty high on him because he came from uh, OLSM, which is the same school as Robert Bolden and Allen Robinson. We thought we had a chance, but he picked Michigan pretty early in the process. So that was, I guess, our first of many recruiting disappointments of the class of 2012. Yeah, no, Ross looks like a pretty special player. I'm excited that he's uh, that he's part of the class. What's the culture change like with Hoke there instead of Rodriguez? I know uh, under Rodriguez, he was the, na- the knock on him was a little bit that he recruited the skill players and kind of not ignored, but didn't put as much emphasis on the trench guys. Yeah, it's definitely been a, a pretty large flip in terms of in terms of the focus on the guys along the lines, especially the offensive line. Uh, the last couple of classes, Rodriguez was pretty light on linemen, and uh, Michigan's going to start feeling that hit uh, on their depth chart uh, over the next couple of years. So it was really imperative that they brought some offensive linemen into the fold. And even though Michigan actually had a recent decommit in uh, Caleb Stacy, who really we're looking forward to bringing on as a center because Michigan has only two scholarship centers on the roster right now, and one's going to be a senior. Um, but they're still in it for Alex Kozan, uh, who could project a center. Um, and uh, so it's been really big in terms of uh, there's a lot of focus on the offensive line, a lot of focus on the front seven on defense. Um, it's very different. And the skill position guys are going after. They mostly struck out on the big-time guys. Uh, but there's, especially when you look forward to the 2013 class, a lot of focus on the high-end skill position guys, whereas Rodriguez was a little more focused on on the guys who fit the spread system, and those weren't necessarily the highest-rated guys on the board. Right. Well, it's, it's been a, definitely a different style we've seen, at least watching from the outside. I can imagine it's quite different watching from your coverage standpoint. Uh, let's switch over to Alex now and get a quick rundown of Ohio State's class. And before we do that, I'll, I'll just throw out three quick names for anyone listening uh, in relation to Penn State and Ohio State. Joey O'Connor, Tommy Shutt, and Cam Williams. And Alex, I think you'll probably be able to tell me what those three players have in common. Yeah. Obviously, as, as most Penn State fans know, those were all Penn State commits at one point and, and uh, got the old Urban Meyer treatment 
flipped over to the Buckeyes. They are committed now to Ohio State. You could probably throw Noah Spence in that group as a kid who is most likely going to go to Penn State also before the whole scandal broke. And, and obviously he's probably the prize recruit of Ohio State's class. Um, but overall, I mean, it, it's been an interesting ride, this class. Uh, obviously started with Trestle at the helm. Uh, things were looking good. As, as Ace mentioned, Kyle Kalis was committed to Ohio State under Trestle. Uh, once Tatgate went down and, and Trestle was uh, forced to resign, or I guess as they're saying now, retired, um, you know, things kind of went downhill. Luke Fickle actually did a pretty good job. People don't give him enough credit. He put together, you know, what would have been a decent class, um, probably something, you know, no no respect taken away from Penn State's class, but obviously things could have been a lot different had um, the scandal not happened. I think, you know, you guys are seeing a similar class right now that probably we would have ended up with. There were some good players, not, you know, outstanding, you know, top flight guys like Noah Spence, um, but there were some pretty good players. Then uh, Urban Meyer took over, and things really, really took off fast. Uh, it's been absolutely crazy. Um, any prospect, as you, as you guys know, is up for grabs at this point. Um, he's, you know, not only trying to get the best players in Ohio, but the best players across the country we too are at 23 uh committed players right now uh it's probably 22 because word is roger lewis a wide receiver from pickerington central isn't going to make the grade and uh is choosing most likely to go to a mac school uh maybe ohio university or bowling green um, because they can take non-qualifiers compared to going to prep school and then to ohio state um so we're sitting at 22 expecting um you know as many as four to five more um, I think we'll probably end up around the 25-26 range um, in there. And, you know, if you're looking at a couple guys, um, a couple guys I have, I mentioned Noah Spence, Adolphus Washington, uh, defensive end, um, also an, an outstanding player. Urban Meyer immediately identified the defensive line um, as a place of need, and he picked up Washington, Spence, um, Savon Pittman, and Tommy Shutt, as you said. That, that was a great haul for us. On the offensive side of the ball, a name uh, – Probably both Michigan and Penn State fans know Briante Dunn, um, an outstanding running back, someone you know I'm very excited about. Uh, Mike Thomas, wide receiver, was actually a Under Armour All-American last year in the class of 2011, but had to go to prep school for a year. Um, he's committed to Ohio State. He's from California. Um, that's going to be a big-time 6'4 playmaking receiver that you know we need um, in our passing game. And then finally, the offensive line was probably our biggest need. And you know we're, we're looking at a couple more prospects, really. I guess just one in Kyle Dodson. Um, but Taylor Decker, getting him from Notre Dame, that was a huge swoon for Urban. Um, Big-time offensive tackle and, and someone who you could expect to see in the two deep next year. But things are looking good uh, in Ohio State world right now. Anything else we get the rest of the way is, is gravy as far as I'm concerned. And uh, if you're an Ohio State fan, you have to be happy with the way things ended up after, you know, kind of how they looked midseason. What, what is Urban Meyer selling? I mean, it just seems like he showed up and everybody was breaking down the door to commit to Ohio State, and it just seems like what what is he telling recruits that has them so excited? I mean, is it is it his past success? Is it just that he's a hell of a salesman? What is it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, and and we did the same thing when he was at Florida. You know, you you say, oh, Urban's, you know, selling them on on these false promises and and things like that. I, I really, you know, obviously, every coach probably gives out their fault, their share of false promises and whatnot. But from what I hear, he's he's just selling. Obviously, his past success 
these kids know him growing up as the coach that won two national championships in Florida. And Urban, you know, if you read his book, if you hear him speak, he truly believes he has a blueprint of how to be a national champion in college football. And if his team buys into that blueprint, he he really believes that they will be national champions. Um, obviously, his success coupled with, you know, Ohio State is, you know, one of the, the along with our other two schools we're talking about here today, you know, one of the bigger time programs in college football history. Um, so, you know, you got the brand name, you got the rock star coach who's, you know, very, very aggressive and loves recruiting, unlike Tressel, who was a little bit more laid back and, you know, kind of took his recruits as they came. But he's selling to them the fact that he believes that they are going to win a national championship and they're going to win it soon. Obviously, they can't play in that next year. But, you know, he believes that if he gets the right guys on his team coupled with, you know, this, this great staff he's put together and they buy into what he's, you know, trying to teach them, that they will win a national championship as early as 2013 when they're eligible again. Do you think he can maintain the success? And then I guess we'll throw this out to Ace as well. Right now, um, Brady Hoke's Michigan class was pretty sewn up and pretty solid by the time Urban showed up. And now with Bill O'Brien and his new staff at Penn State, um, the class of 2012 is almost over. But we're already seeing a lot of targets for 2013 that overlap all three of our schools or two of our schools. Can Urban continue his his run through the Midwest, or is it the, that he's a hot name right now? Yeah, I, I think he will. Um, he's consistently one of the best recruiters in college football year in and year out. Um, to that note, I think Brady Hoke and him are going to have some epic battles over the next you know, 5, 10, 15 years, however long they're both in charge of their respective schools. I think Brady Hoke's um, an unbelievable recruiter. It's too early to say you know, how Bill O'Brien will fit into that because we just don't know at this point. Um, but I could say from the Ohio State-Michigan standpoint, I think there's going to be some epic battles. I think they're both going to have top 10 recruiting classes year in and year out. Um, 2013 for Ohio State, it's probably going to be a smaller class, maybe 15 to 18 guys, just because of obviously the three scholarship um, sanction as well as, you know, um, not that many graduating seniors next year. But I think, you know, those 15 to 18 players are going to be maybe the hot you know, of the highest caliber in the country. There obviously is a lot of buzz about Ohio State and Urban Meyer right now, but, you know, I, I think you can expect that year in and year out from a guy like Meyer that he's going to bring in a top-flight class. And, I, you know, hopefully, you know, for you guys, for the sake of the Big Ten competition, O'Brien could do the same, and I know Hoke is going to do the same up in Michigan. Ace, you think you can uh, – you think Hoke's got what it takes to, to battle Urban Meyer for the, the five-star running back in Ohio or the – five-star linebacker out of Michigan, or even going throughout the Midwest and throughout the country? Yeah, I certainly think so. He doesn't have, uh, obviously, the the profile that Urban Meyer does at this point, but he's getting a lot of attention right now. Bringing in this class uh, is, is huge for him in terms of uh, kind of setting a standard to Michigan. And if you look at the guys that he's offering in next year's class, Michigan is in uh, much the same position as Ohio State in terms of it's going to be a smaller class. It's probably going to be around 20 recruits, and they're pretty much going after the top flight players in the class right now. Um, so I think uh, Hoke and uh, gets a lot of help from having Greg Madison on the staff. Uh, and obviously Madison was uh, Urban Meyer's defensive coordinator down at Florida, so he's got uh, a little bit of knowledge about what uh, Meyer's pitching out to these guys too, and he was kind of – I mean, Meyer has been on the record as saying that uh, Madison was kind of was the best recruiter he's ever seen and taught him a lot of what he knows about recruiting. So I, I think there's going to be uh, a lot of great battles for these for these players in the Midwest and really across the country. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. And, and that'll 
be a nice segue into our next topic. We're going to go a little out of order, though, and we'll get into the class of 2013 now, since you guys have both brought it up. Um, just some of the names that are out there now. Uh, one in particular that all three of our schools are looking at is um, Cedar Cliff, Pennsylvania tight end Adam Brenneman. Many think it's an inevitability that he goes to Penn State because he has been such a, a fan for so long. He's an in-state kid. Um, if you follow him on Twitter, he is uh, constantly talking about Penn State, although I, I, I'm sure he talks about uh, other schools as well, but he's always uh, talking to other fans and other recruits about about uh, Happy Valley. So he's one we're excited for. Um, a couple other names I'll throw out for Penn State, and I'm not sure if they overlap, and you guys can let me know if they do, but some other names to keep an eye on. Uh, we're going to be targeting some high-end quarterbacks. One you're going to look at is Ryan Burns out of Virginia. Um, another one that we just recently offered um, out of Virginia as well is Christian Hackenberg. Uh, both of them are four-star guys. There's Nick Olson out of New Jersey. Uh, so Bill O'Brien is going to have to make it a target, uh, a priority to target these these top quarterbacks, given our depth chart. A uh, couple other guys just to keep in, in, your eye on: uh, Patrick Kugler, who is an offensive tackle in, in Western Pennsylvania. He is um, four star, and he's uh, obviously going to fill a need that you're going to need every year, which is offensive line. There is a brother of a current player, Nick Archdecano, out of uh, Eastern Pennsylvania, Archbishop Wood. He's a, a lineman as well. And there's a, a lot of other top-rated players we're targeting early, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, so I, we'll, we'll send it back to Ace first. Do, uh, I know Brenneman overlaps with you guys. Can you give me a couple other guys or talk about Brenneman as well that you guys are, are high on early? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll start with Brenneman. Um, uh, obviously, Michigan's going after him pretty hard, and one advantage that we may have in, t- in his recruitment is that uh, heading into next year, Michigan only has two. We'll, we'll only have two non-freshman scholarship tight ends on the roster. So there's, and both of them are completely unproven. So there's going to be two to three true freshmen coming in next year at, at the position, but. Um, one of them, uh, AJ Williams might end up moving offensive tackle. He weighs about 280 pounds right now. So he seems kind of destined for that. Um, so certainly the depth chart, uh, should be attractive for Brenneman. If he wants to play early, um, Michigan could be quite attractive there. Um, I know you mentioned quarterbacks, uh, Michigan's got theirs locked up. Uh, Shane Morris out of, out of Warren De La Salle in Michigan, uh, is a borderline four or five star player. Um, and he's a really impressive quarterback and is also spearheading a lot of recruiting efforts early. Um, and then in terms of a couple other names, uh, Michigan really needs a, a high profile running back in this class. They did not get one this year, missing out on Briante Don. Um, and Ty Isaac out of uh, Joliet uh, Academy in Illinois seems to be the the top target there right now. And he seems pretty high on the Wolverines early. And then, um, they're also going to need to bring in a pretty strong class of wide receivers. Um, they've already offered Robert Foster, who looks like he's one of the top two or three receivers in the class. And I know he's out of Pennsylvania. Um, Marquez North, who I think has been offered by Ohio state as well. Um, Michigan's actually offered 10 wideouts in the class. And one guy they're looking pretty good for right now 
is uh, Laquan Treadwell out of uh, Crete Monet in Illinois. Um, high four-star player, pretty big wide out um, who's already been up to Michigan a couple times and seems to be a guy who could potentially commit early. Um, but the focus last year was very much on the trenches. This year they're going to have to uh, take a lot more uh, high-end skill position guys because it's time for to fill those needs on the depth chart. Right, and Robert Foster is going to be an interesting one because he's one out of West, or, uh, Western Pennsylvania that I know is – got an offer from all three of our schools and he's the type of player that Penn State needs to keep in state along with Brenneman. He's a, a Western PA kid. He's five-star wide receiver. He's the, the type of player we lost on a normal basis in the past to other schools that we kind of have to keep locked down. Um, so he, he's definitely a recruitment to watch though. He's got offers from a million other schools, so there's also a distinct chance he doesn't end up at any of our schools. Uh, Alex, any uh, any top targets you guys are on for 2013 in addition to Brenneman and Foster? Yeah, just to start with those two, uh, Brenneman definitely, you know, to reemphasize what you said, he told me flat out, grew up a Penn State fan, loved Penn State, loved Joe Pa, um, you know, that's the program he grew up loving. So, you know, right off the bat, no matter what recruits, you know, he said also, you know, I have to separate that from my recruitment. But no matter what they say, you know, that's always tough to be coming from an in-state kid. Um, that being said, uh, you know, on him, uh, our depth chart will look okay for him. Um, Urban Meyer always tells recruits that, you know, the best players are going to see the field. And he's going to tell them, you know, you see that Aaron Hernandez guy? Uh, you know, you could be him. Um, so, you know, that's definitely going to be an interesting, you know, recruitment story to follow. I think all three schools will be in it till the end. Foster, you know, the early returns on him, I was hearing that, you know, he was kind of in the early going favoring Pitt and Ohio State. I know Meyer and Fickle and, and Vrabel have been out to see him a couple times at this point. Um, so it should be interesting to see, you know, what the rest of the, you know, the country does to try to recruit him. But, you know, going for Ohio State guys, we do have one guy committed already, Cameron Burroughs, uh, rated as the number two cornerback in the country, um, pretty much across the board, a five-star recruit, definitely a big-time player and a big-time pickup. It looks like Ohio State's going to get another uh, big-time player in Jalen Marshall next week. Uh, he plays quarterback for Middletown High School in Ohio, just a super athlete. He's expected to probably move to receiver once he gets to Columbus. Um, and, you know, Urban's already selling him on that whole person Harvin type role, getting the ball out of the backfield, getting in the slot, making plays, maybe getting some direct snaps, getting a chance to throw it a little bit. Um, definitely two super guys. Marshall's announcing on Tuesday, and at that point, that would be a great start for this class. Um, some other guys to mention, uh, quarterback Malik Zaire, um, rated as one of the, the top dual threat quarterbacks in the country. He's from Kettering Alter in, in Ohio. Um, definitely a guy uh, to look for. Ohio State's most likely going to take two quarterbacks, and I expect at least one of them to be from the state of Ohio, and Zaire looks like the guy who could come on early. Um, another offensive player, Derek Green from down in Virginia. He's actually the teammate of Ohio State linebacker Curtis Grant. Um, he has said from the start, you know, he's always liked Ohio State. He grew up, he wears number 27 because of Eddie George. I know he does have an offer from Penn State. I'm not sure if Michigan's offered, um, and he does say Ohio State's out in the lead, but you know, Penn State's definitely a school in there. You know, he's obviously enamored with, you know, the Alabamas of the world that are coming in there. But I think, you know, if Urban continues to pursue him hard like he has, that Ohio State has a great chance with him. Uh, flipping a defense real quick, two guys we haven't mentioned, uh, Jalon Smith from Indianapolis. 
Fort Wayne, Bishop Lors. He's a tremendous player, outside linebacker, definitely a big target for Ohio State. His brother, Rod Smith, is a running back. He was a registered freshman this past year, and that obviously plays a big factor in this recruitment. I know Michigan's in on him as well. Um, and finally, Eli Woodard, a cornerback from Voorhees Eastern in New Jersey. Uh Definitely, you know, a, a big-time player, has, has a bunch of offers on his plate, Alabama, Wisconsin, uh, you know, a couple other big-time schools. But, uh, you know, he's, once again, another kid. He's been to Ohio State summer camp pretty much his entire life. He grew up, you know, just liking the Buckeyes, and I expect him to pick Ohio State uh, before the summer ends. All right. It should be interesting to watch next year, especially with all three schools with relatively newer coaching staffs and for at least Ohio State and Penn State, brand new coaching staff. So it'll be be interesting to watch a full year go down with the, with the recruitment of these players. A uh, little bit of time left. Let's cover real quickly uh, Wednesday, which is, for those of you that follow college football recruiting, you know it's it's kind of the uh, one of the biggest days of the year. It is officially signing day, which is the first time that class of 2012 recruits can officially ink their letter of intent to play for a school. Um, Penn State fans shouldn't expect too much in the way of fireworks, uh, as is typically the case. We, we like to have the class locked up uh, with maybe one or two openings left to fill, which is kind of where we're sitting right now. Um, but the one big name, obviously, it, and it overlaps with Alex, is safety Demetrius Cox out of Western Pennsylvania. Went to the same high school as Terrell Pryor, is still... I don't know if they're friends, but I know he talks with Pryor a lot. Uh, he's going to be the one to watch. He has said that he's going to re- uh, make his announcement Monday or Tuesday. A lot of people are saying Ohio State. A lot of people are saying Michigan State. A lot of people are saying Penn State. This one is tough to read. But that's pretty much all that Penn State should be looking forward to on the last three days before signing day. Uh, what about you guys? I'm sure you guys have some some top targets you're looking at. Uh, in the last couple of days, who are they? Who are you battling? What do you expect? Uh, Alex, what do you think? Um, well, I'll start with Cox. Uh, I actually heard this morning that uh, he is going to most likely be going to Michigan State. Um, obviously, that would be you know a loss for both us and you guys. Uh, to be honest, I, I'm not too upset that a Jeanette guy isn't coming to Ohio State after what's transpired the last couple of years. Um, but uh, the word on the street that I heard this morning from, from my guys is that Michigan State uh, won out on that one. But I guess we'll find out Monday or Tuesday. Um, Bam Bradley is another safety that we're kind of waiting on. I know he's down to Ohio State, Pitt, Stanford, and he actually just took an uh, official visit to Arizona this, this weekend. Um, I'm expecting that to be Pitt or Stanford. I don't think that one's going to win out. Um, and then there's uh, five other players that Ohio State's kind of waiting on. First is Kyle Dodson, offensive tackle from Cleveland Heights, was committed to Wisconsin, has back off that. Um, I do not expect it to be Wisconsin. It looks like it's going to be Ohio State, Michigan State, and USC. I really think it's Ohio State uh, or USC from what I'm hearing. I know Lane Kiffin's in his house today. Urban Meyer was there yesterday and had a fantastic visit. Um, I really, you know, I was feeling really good about Ohio State's chances earlier this week, but, you know, Lane Kiffin can be a little sneaky sometimes, so I, I you know, that's one to watch out for. Jamal Marcus uh, from Durham, North Carolina, Hillside High School, played defensive end. Um, we're looking at him as an outside linebacker. He's down to Ohio State and East Carolina, who's actually having a, a pretty good recruiting year this year. Um, I actually think this one's going to be uh, an Ohio State tilt, and I expect Marcus to announce for Ohio State on signing day. Um, Armani Reeves, a guy who is down, you know, was committed to 
to Penn State, um, teammate of Cam, Cam Williams, who now is an Ohio State commitment, former Penn State commitment as well. They're best friends. Uh, Williams' dad is Reeves' godfather. Um, Reeves is down to Ohio State and Michigan. And from what I heard this week, it was 50-50. I know uh, Hoke had his in-home last week. Meyer had his in-home this week. Greg Madison had an in-home this week. I know the kid is absolutely torn. Um, it's going to be, you know, I, I honestly see it could go either way. Michigan people are saying, oh, you know, they're slight favorites. Ohio State people are saying they're slight favorites. I've learned to just kind of let this thing unwind. And, you know, I, I think it would be tough to see the kid not go play with guys like Cam Williams and Noah Spence, who he's formed friendships with. But at the same time, um, you know, Michigan's obviously a great opportunity for him, and if he feels that's best, uh, that that could happen. And finally, the last two guys who we're going to have to wait for after signing day for are Devontae Neal of Scottsdale, Arizona, and Stefan Diggs of uh, Only Good Counsel in Maryland. Uh, Diggs is actually arriving on campus today uh, for an official visit. That kind of came out of nowhere. Everyone thought he was a Florida lock. Maybe Auburn gets in there. But it looks like uh, Ohio State and Maryland are going to have a chance to uh, impress him, and uh, you get a guy on campus with urban meyer for 24 hours you never know what's going to happen he's supposed to announce february 10th uh Devontae neal visited uh last couple weeks ago actually he's in north carolina this weekend he goes down to arizona uh he's taking a week off and then he's going down to arizona in a couple weeks uh rich rod actually hired his high school coach to be an assistant there which obviously is now a big play because he wasn't looking at arizona beforehand so i think this one does come down to arizona and ohio state and he'll probably announce mid-february so those are you know the, the group of guys we're waiting for uh as i mentioned before if ohio state gets any of those guys it, it's it's icing on the cake at this point it would be a great pull if they don't you know more spots for next year i guess yeah that's that's a good point about reeves um I know that's down to Ohio State, Michigan, and if history is any indicator, it'll almost certainly be Ohio State just because he was a former Penn State commitment. So, uh, but I, I think that goes either way. My my feeling on it, from what I've read, and you guys can obviously correct me if I'm wrong. I think it goes Michigan, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see either one. Uh, Ace, uh, obviously, you've got Reeves at the end. Who else is uh, going to be a, a down to the wire selection? Yeah, I mean, it looks like actually uh, most of the class is going to be sewn up uh, a couple days before signing day. There's two players who should be announcing, or a couple of players who should be announcing this weekend. Uh, tight end Sam Grant, uh, who's from the same high school as Kalis. Um, he was a former Boston College commit. Uh, he decommitted last week, and Michigan really needs tight ends. So um, he seems to be leaning pretty strongly towards Michigan, but Oklahoma could also be a factor there. Um, and then the other guy who could be uh, announcing probably tomorrow, um, actually definitely tomorrow, is uh, Colorado offensive lineman Alex Kozan, who's down to uh, Michigan, Iowa, and Auburn. Uh, he seems pretty split between the three. He hasn't really given much indication uh, anyway there. So that one seems like kind of a, a one-third chance each way. So we'll see. Michigan could really use them because they need a center. Um, and then there's also obviously Reeves, who – might be committing a couple days. He's going to take the weekend to think things through, and we'll see if he lasts all the way till signing day. Um, Michigan fans feel, feel pretty confident. Um, uh, I, I don't really want to make a prediction either way because it just seems like he's uh, he's a coin flip right now. Um, so uh, Michigan could certainly use him. They had a, a decommitment at cornerback uh, with Anthony Standifer uh, a couple months ago. Uh, there were some academic issues there, uh, so they could certainly use Reeves. Um, but it might be tough to uh, 
to pull him away from his his best friend going to Ohio State. We'll see what happens there. Um, and then the last guy, uh, the only one who seems like he'll last through signing day is Jordan Diamond uh, out of Chicago, um, four-star offensive lineman who's uh, probably down to Michigan and Arkansas is the rumor. Auburn and potentially Wisconsin are, are also factors there. Um, and he is announcing on February 3rd, a couple days after signing day. Um, pretty much all through the process, Michigan has seemed like the leader there, but uh, he's kind of... He certainly enjoyed the whole recruiting ride so far, um, so it's it's kind of tough to get a read on him, but I think he ends up in Michigan, and that would be a huge pull, uh, especially considering Michigan just lost out on Josh Garnett and had another decommitment on the offensive line. Getting him in a tackle would be really nice. All right. Well, there you go. That's uh, what you can look forward to on, on Wednesday or a couple days before, a couple days after, as each recruit makes a decision. Well, that's pretty much all the time we got today. Uh, We'll probably have some more of these in the future just because recruiting process is, is an ongoing thing. It's always changing, so we'll, we'll try to check in with these guys additionally in the future. We'll try to get some uh, some other Big Ten guys on uh, with Nebraska in the fold. They should be a, a major player moving forward, but we'll uh, we'll see about them. Wisconsin, Michigan State, et cetera, and see if we can get some, some insight. Uh, I want to thank Ace and Alex for joining us, and check out MGO Blog, check out Eleven Warriors for their coverage, and stay tuned to Black Shoe Diaries. We'll have an open thread on Wednesday so we can follow along with their, the guys we were just talking about, and uh, thanks again, guys, and good luck. Thanks, yeah. Jeff. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us on. Looking forward to do this again. All right. We'll see you all real soon.